ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is finally back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode and mostly sickness free of the Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who doesn't always remember to breathe out of his eyelids, but when he does, he throws some wicked hard cheese. Mr. Drew Celestino. I. What is that reference? You ever see Bull Durham? Uh, it's been a long time ago. All right. Well, yeah. Baseball season starting. If I would be. I mean, baseball. I, I am not. I like Major League. I don't. I don't make a point to watch baseball. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily follow it. Some of my closer friends are big baseball fans. My friend Jim, huge Red Sox fan. Mm. Um, But I love baseball movies. Okay. So, yeah. That's fair. Strange. So Yeah, I guess I I would say the same. Yeah. Uh, 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 Mr. Baseball. Yeah, that one, not so much. Okay. Uh, Angels in the Outfield? No. Okay. Uh, 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 Rookie of the Year? No. I love that one. No, I'm talking like, you know, obviously you mentioned Major League. Yes. The Natural. Okay. Uh, Bull Durham. Okay. League of Their Own. Yeah. It's just, Sandlot. These are quality. Sure, sure. I don't... Th- I, God, I, it's, I have not attempted... To watch Field of Dreams since my father's passing, I don't think I, don't, I, I would. I, I don't it. think I'll be able to. I mean, I probably could. I'm going to need the entire box of tissues. <laughs> I might not even bother just you know just taking them out of the box. I'll just stick my face right in the box <laughs> and just let it go, sir. We are back. Yes. Um, it seems every once in a while we get just struck by the plague. Yeah, it goes and, around. And, and then it comes stuff, around. And stuff happens. Um, so let's let's stand on some ceremony, sir. How was your week weeks? You had you had a lot of stuff going on this past weekend. It's been very busy. Um let's see. You had the plague last week. No. In case well, you can't tell. No, I, I did not have the plague last week. Oh. Because Jay asked me at work, he's like <laughs> are you sick you were fine yes it was actually william ah got an ear infection yes. as i was i was about to because traffic was really really bad coming out of work and i was about to text julian and be like you know what i'm just gonna go straight to drew's house and right before i texted her she texted me william's got a really bad ear infection i'm taking him to the doctor ah. like, oh okay i will meet you there gotcha um but yeah, the week before, I feel it, like you did have the plague. That was yeah. The week before, I was, I I got hit by it pretty hard and fast. Yeah. And Tuesday, and it was kind of starting Tuesday night. Wednesday, I'd come home with a a hundred and one degree ah. temperature from work. No bueno. And I'm on a, a new higher probationary period. To where I can't miss any work because they can they can let you go with no no um, reason. So I was like, I walked into her. I'm just like I honey, you're gonna have to take one for the team. I have to go. I have to go to bed now. Yes, yeah. and I did. I was in bed at five forty five and slept till like 
you know, woke up here and there odd times, but it was big, pretty much 12 hours sleep. That happened to me in January. Yeah. 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 So, but it, your weeks. Oh, so, well, well, as you can tell, uh, I picked up a little souvenir from New York over the weekend, and that would be this cold that I'm nursing right now. So Sounds like. It's glorious. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, my weekend was fantastic. Uh, it was WrestleMania weekend. And I went to New York City, not for WrestleMania, which was awesome. So, uh, WrestleMania itself was awesome, or the fact that you went to New York. The City fact that for I went to WrestleMania. the fact that I went to New York City for not WrestleMania is is a point of pride for me. Gotcha. Uh, no, I went for mainly for the uh, NJPW Ring of Honor G One Supercard, okay. and that was on Saturday, and that was everything you could have hoped it would be, and. Uh, was it a super card? For the most part. Okay. Um, it was also a fair bit of stuff that no one really wanted to see. Such as? Ring of Honor. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I kid, but not really. Uh, the divide in popularity of the talent and the quality of the work presented between the two companies' matches and the presentation and everything else could not have been more stark. And uh, NJPW came off looking like a big deal, first-class organization in Madison Square Garden, in a sold-out Madison Square Garden, Yeah, for the crowd that was clearly there to see NJPW. Yeah. Ring of Honor? Yeah, they were there, but uh, they, they were the also-ran. Mm-hmm. And the way they laid out their stuff in the show illustrated why they are the also ran. Were they kind of like the opening act? I wouldn't say that. I mean, they, inter- they like- interspersed matches, but yep. how they book things and the st- uh, as to what went down on the show and like how they how their stuff came off versus how New Japan does things and how their stuff came off night and day, wow. night and day. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of good things to say about the New Japan Ring of Honor partnership, but it is what it is. Um, still had a great time because the matches uh, NJPW put on were still tremendous. Uh, Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb had a great match. Uh, Naito and Kota Ibushi had a match of the night, probably match of the weekend, possibly. Um, incredible match. They almost killed each other several times. Um, I love both those guys. Like like one is to do in NJPW. Well, if you're certain people, yes. Um, I love those guys. But man, one or both of them is going to be in a world of hurt sooner than later if, mm. if they don't slow down. Match was excellent, but yep. I had my, my, my head in my hands at several times because the bumps they were taking were just scary. Like landing right on their necks and heads. Like... Ah, dude. Gotcha. Like, hey, as long as they get up, cool, right? But when these guys are like yeah. forty-five and it's, they can't move their head, it's going to be a problem. So, in any case, excellent match of the night for sure. Um, and uh, obviously, the uh, highlight of the weekend, our Lord and Savior Kazuchika Okada. Entering Madison Square Garden to challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Jay White. And Okada was over like you would not believe. Crowd 
firmly behind Okada, chanting his name, MSG, sold out. That guy, that guy is a superstar. That guy is a rock star. He will single-handedly drag and drag, carry NJPW on his shoulders in, like in, across the world. He's that over. And he put out a great match, and he won the title. So nice. Got the, it's a pretty big deal. I got to see a IWGP Heavyweight Title change. That's big. That's very big. That's pretty sweet. So that was awesome. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, so let me ask you this: um, AEW is going to be a thing. Yes. Once they get up and running. Yes. How long for this world would you say Ring of Honor is? They'll get by for a little while. Um, they're backed by Sinclair Broadcasting, so they've got money. But they're hemorrhaging talent, and they don't seem to be supplementing it with new good talent. Gotcha. Uh, I, they just, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I really don't know what their plan is going forward. Based on what I saw Saturday, uh, they're, just, they're not on the level. <laughs> they are not on the level. And that's a company that that's a company that prided themselves on being the anti WWE for since their inception. In that it was all based on the wrestling, the quality of the wrestling. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. Now they're. I mean, they're still they, they still have some guys that are good, yeah. but it's but compared to NJPW, not even close. Is the quality of wrestling because they can't draw the talent to them? The or talent's leaving. Is it? The elite left, Young Bucks left, Hangman Page left. WWE has historically snatched up all their best guys that are now in WWE. Like yeah. they're almost like a feeder system, but like the guys they have now are just not as popular. No one cares about them. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. AEW might be their their reckoning. Ultimately, maybe it's for the best. I don't know. I I I don't know, but. I would much rather see NJPW partner with AEW than ROH at this point. Gotcha. Just from a quality of work standpoint. But anyway, whatever. Uh, it was a super fun show. The night before that, I went to uh, the Joey Ryan penis party. That's a wrestling show, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was super fun. Uh, Joey Ryan, you can Google him and, and his moveset. Uh is a very over indie wrestler and uh, he put on this show at WrestleCon um, and it was mostly, you know, mostly comedy matches, but just super fun. Exactly what I thought it was going to be and more. And I had a great time. So big ups to Joey Ryan as Pentagon jr. And uh, Phoenix were there. They were the main event against uh, Taya and Johnny Mundo. Hmm. Awesome match. Super great. I got a uh, really cool uh, Pentagon shirt for twenty bucks. Was that match played for laughs or no, no, okay. no? They were they were serious as a heart attack. <laughs> so that was good. It was great. Um, yeah, just I had a super fun weekend. And then Sunday, the day of WrestleMania, I came home to watch WrestleMania at home with my friends. Um, okay. One of our friends went to WrestleMania, and man, what a that's a you got to be committed to go to WrestleMania now. Like it's a seven hour show. Good lord. It's a seven hour show. And that doesn't even include your commute. Getting in and out of the building, parking. Ugh. It's it's madness. It's too long. The show is too long. Where was it held? Uh MetLife Stadium in Jersey. Okay. The the Jets Giants Stadium. Too long. Too long. 
Watch from the comfort from the comfort of the couch, not so bad. Yeah, but God, if you're there, that's like two meals. You're looking at like meals, drinks, bathroom breaks. Yeah. That's, oh, that's a that's a big ask, man. Yeah, that's a lot to ask of anybody. And I guess there was massive transit uh, failures. Um, the the Jersey Transit Authority is blaming WWE, saying we didn't know the show was going to go that late, so all of our drivers and and conductors and stuff were all like at their federally mandated time limits. So people were stranded out there wow. at the stadium for like hours because there Uber was, and Lyft drivers were probably they, they were slammed too. <laughs> they, wow. and like they were they, yeah. over capacity. Thousands of people stranded at the stadium for hours. Wow, what a what a debacle! That's so, crazy. Yeah, Mania was fine. It was fine. It, like so, as as much as you're kind of detaching from WWE, do you still feel like? That's the one thing you'll still kind of sit down and watch every year. Uh, yes, but only because honestly, only because of the people I watch it with. Okay, like I I watch it with my friends. It's a big communal day, and yeah. I'm I'm happy to watch it with them. It's fun, you know. The the, the matches there was, there were there were really no standout matches on the show. Nothing excelled in any real way. There was great moments in the show, but nothing yeah. like you know majorly memorable Kofi Kingston won, won the title from Daniel Bryan that's awesome because he is let me think now I'm fairly confident in saying he's the first African American to win the WWE title does the rock count that's where that's yeah. that's the the iffy part because his father while yes black was Canadian I think mm. so yeah, it, it, it's semantics, yes, but uh, yeah, Kofi Kingston um, first, first, and uh, part of a great arc leading up to it. Honestly, I, I will give them credit. It was they. It was this was a rare occurrence of WWE steering into what the fans actually wanted over the last few months. Kofi got over in a big way by accident, mind you, and the guy's been a vet. He's a veteran. He's been in that company for eleven yeah. years, and they buried him about it. They he had a he had a, a moment about nine years ago, where he was starting to get hot, and they buried him out of nowhere. They just buried him into the ground. And he's, he's kept his mouth shut, hung around. He's had a great career, and suddenly got hot again, and they, they wrote it, and he won the title. So nice. from Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was super awesome. I'm really happy for him. I'm genuinely happy for a guy in WWE. <laughs> he deserves it. It's rare that that chant means anything, but Kofi Kingston actually does deserve the title. Uh, and the women main evented, which was a big deal, because that's, yeah, that's, that's again, never happened, happened and it probably won't happen again. Not because of anything they did, just I know how the company operates. Yeah. Uh, but good for Becky Lynch. They put her over in a big way. Once again, the company steering into what people actually wanted for a change. Yeah. I Color me surprised. However, everything else on the card was pretty much predictable, and... Uh, Guys that I want to leave have every reason to still want to leave based on what I saw at WrestleMania. Gotcha. So it was fine, but it couldn't hold the candle to the quality of wrestling I saw on Saturday night. So, you know, it is what it is. WWE's best product is still uh, NXT, and that was uh, on Friday night. And by all accounts, I haven't watched it yet. I've only watched two matches from it because I was busy uh, hanging out with Joey Ryan. Um, <laughs> I've only watched two matches from TakeOver so far, and, it, and, it, and they're great. Fantastic. So, yeah. Anyway, that really... Uh, and now, as you can as you can tell, uh, I brought a souvenir home back from New York. I got, I got sick, so that's my week. That's Yay. that's what's been going on. A lot of wrestling. 
So, all that being said, <coughs> uh, how was your week? My my weeks? Um, well, yeah, obviously, I haven't been here for two weeks. No. Bunch of, bunch of different things going on. First and foremost, Drew, I finally saw uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. On demand or do you go to the theater? Or? Uh, we rented off Amazon. Okay. So... Um, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. That's cool. Um, is it the best Spider-Man film ever? Uh, no. Okay. That title is still held by Spider-Man 2. Okay. Um, it, it probably, it's probably in second place though. Wow. Like I probably is like... Because I mean, in my my as much as I enjoyed Homecoming, yeah, my issues with Homecoming are well documented on this show. Yes, they are. And this film is kind of a love letter to Spider Man fans, and also, um really full as if it was like i don't think it was before but i think like after this there's no arguing now that miles morales is in the spider man universe he is like a legitimate part of it like he can't be discounted anymore as the you know the i I got there a long time ago, but <laughs> well, no, I know I know some people do, some people didn't, and whatnot. But um, it's just it's not like between this and the Spider-Man game, yeah. Like the character has really grown on me. Okay, it's not that I didn't accept him as part of the Spider-Man lore, but he's new, and it's, it's just that like there's there wasn't anything there for me. Okay, per se, like I read his title for a little while. I'm like, this is fine right but it's like i'm my spider-man i'm <laughs> happy with my spider-man um the it's just it's fantastic it is not uh flawless sure i was that because especially with you know the episode of daredevil we're going to be talking about in a bit okay their interpretation of kingpin i was just like eh, no. <laughs> well visually and voice actingly um it was basically you know it was visually distracting well and, they went with like the sinkevich version which i thought was pretty cool yeah and like he kind of like Leah Schreiber, who's you know great actor, yeah, yeah, did yeah. kind of like a Tony Soprano version of right. Fisk. and I'm just like, nope. <laughs> well, nope. D'Onofrio's shadow looms I mean, very large. D'Onofrio's shadow is inescapable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was so great. I finally understand what the bagel guy joke is. I still don't know. <laughs> I guess I'll have, to, I'll have to watch it. It's I mean I'll just I'll tell it to you really quick because like it's something that unless you're looking for it specifically you'll miss it. Okay. So like when they're do you see the scene where they're kind of like going through the cafe with all the scientists and whatnot they show that a lot. Okay, so they're they're <laughs> breaking the movie. they're breaking in to uh, get like a, a hard drive flash okay. drive thing, and it's it's Peter and Miles, but it's 
it's Peter and Miles. Okay. And they're in this cafe, and all of a sudden, like, all these scientists are looking at him. And Peter's just like, act natural, whatnot. Peter's like, oh, Bagel, grab that, whatnot. And then, then one scientist just, like, whips out a laser gun and starts blasting at whatnot, and they're running away. It's the scene before they go swinging through the forest. Okay. And as they're about to start swinging, Peter turns and throws the bagel at the scientist shooting him, and it lands on his head. It just, like, and in, like, an onomatopoeia sound effect just goes, bagel! <laughs> I'm just like... That's awesome. Okay. I love it. All right. No, like, powers after just because bagel. Uh, all right. It's, it's great. I would highly recommend watching it. I, I would like to. So as now that it's as possible. Now that it's on Amazon, I can, I yes. can do that. So uh, what else? Also saw, um, because we, sh- we showed William Wreck-It Ralph. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is fantastic. I'm still. It's a good movie. Have you seen it? Uh, the first one, yes. I haven't seen the okay. second one. Yeah, we uh, the first one, just a fantastic love letter to classic video games. Yeah. Um, and then we decided to watch the second one. How was the second one? Not as it... it the concept, I didn't really think, lent itself to the character. It doesn't have the heart yeah. the first one has. Yeah. Like, there are some, you know, funny moments, whatnot, and they steer into, okay, we kind of know this is going to be reference the movie. Yeah. You know, and there's some moments where it's, oh, oh kind of cool what you did there and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it just, it didn't have, it It wasn't bad. It just wasn't, wasn't great. It wasn't great. Okay. And it definitely lacked the heart uh, the first one had. Totally fair. Um, so what else? What else? What else? William and the wife were kind of trading off colds and whatnot. So that was fun. Up until last Thursday. Was it? Yeah. No, this past Thursday. It was the first time I got to play X-Wing in like three weeks. And how'd we do? Oh, we did fine. Okay. We did fine. Okay. My regular X-Wing night. Uh, but yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm good. Got my fix. I'm good. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. And then Saturday, um, Julie was out doing doing stuff. She was out with her sister. So I went out with William, and we went to the 80s toy shop on Delaware. Okay. I think, is, I, I, think I may have told you about this, this once. This feels like news to me. The 80s toy shop? The 80s toy shop. Do they sell 80s toys? Yes. Oh, oh. They oh. sell like, you know, old actually 80s toys and like new stuff based on gotcha. these properties. So okay. A nice, a nice mix. Um, I want to stop in there because, you know, it's been it's been a hot minute since Dan Larson was on the show. Yes. And, you know, last time he was on, we sent him a nice little package and I just for <laughs> some reason or other haven't been able to get around to that and I want to make sure to grab some stuff to uh to get to him and we stopped in there for that and when I walked in they had uh right at the front of the store remember a while back we talked about uh Hasbro kickstarting the Java sale barge yes well that has since come out okay and they have some there at the the 80s toy shop yeah they have a couple in the box yeah and it's cool because the box is that classic star wars design toy right. design 
like the way they photographed it and the art on it. But then they had one on display. And so does it live up? Oh, it definitely does. Okay. I mean, say what you will about how Hasbro went around doing it. The piece itself is just absolutely incredible. It's like four or five feet long. And it's like it's got all the the stuff in there you'd want it to have. And I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this thing, I'm like, if I had a place for it, <laughs> I would definitely put some money down and, you know, grab What's, some figures. What does it retail for? 150 Okay. Which isn't horrible. Like, if you saw no. it on purpose, you, you would be like, that is a fair price for that. So speaking of, of toy prices, I, I went to the Lego store in Rockefeller Center as well. And I was... It's fun. I like I, I like Legos, right? We all like Legos. Legos are really expensive. Yes. Now some I don't want William to get into Legos. Yeah, I know. I know. I love Legos, and I was a kid, and I'm kind of scared to get Grant into it. But anyway, uh, Lincoln Logs, now, Drew. Lincoln Logs. Sure, sure, sure. Just draw Star Wars on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go, Grant. Build the Ewok Village. They had some really cool sets. Yes. And I saw the prices on those sets. Yes. Now, here's where it gets weird. One set that was exceptionally cool, Voltron, Defender of the Universe, Lego. And it's probably a good 12 inches tall. Yeah, yeah. Maybe taller. And it was around 150. Okay. That's okay. Okay. Let's, Let's call that our baseline. Gotcha. 150 for this Voltron. Fair enough. High, but not, you know, let's just call it the baseline. Yep. Then I walked over to the, oh, well, that, right next to that on display was a uh, Iron Man uh, Hall of Armors uh, set. Yeah. I think it was like $80. Okay. Eight, Hall of Armor, 80 bucks. Okay, cool. I get to build a Hall of Armor, right? Yep. Not bad. Then at the other end of the store, they have the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And suddenly the price... The prices go up. Yep. So, the most egregious example being the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon Lego set. Now, mind you, it is big. Now, which one are you talking about? Because there's different versions. There's it's, like it's the standard version, and then there's like it must the be the, it, deluxe. It must super, be the, the it must be the, the like, deluxe. Now, granted, it's big. I'm sure it has a lot of pieces, but look, be that as it may, Carl was eight hundred dollars. Yep, eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that's their big super deluxe. Like, not not on your life. Yeah. Uh, th- come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Nah, d- d- Star Wars. People are going to pay. That's ridiculous. But that's their like. That's cause, ridiculous. Because Julie and I got. Ridiculous. Um, I mentioned my friend Jim on the show. His son, <laughs> Alexander, loves Lego, loves Star Wars. Yes. So for Christmas, I think it was like the year, the year before William was born, we got him the Lego Millennium Falcon. And it was like it was like eighty ninety dollars I think. Well, okay, but that was like just kind of the standard one. So yeah, the one you saw. I know I I know of which what you speak, sir. I yeah, <laughs> dude. They know that there's people out there who have disposable income and want big stuff like that. Oh. So they make big stuff like that, 
and sell it to them. For that kind of money? No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. ridiculous. If I'm if I'm spending that much money on anything, it better do something. Yep. Or I like or, or it has to be some kind of tangible object that can I, I don't like I I could buy two two moderately priced guitars for that. <laughs> And and actually do stuff with them. Yeah, I could yeah, buy a, yeah. I could buy a ton of musical equipment for that kind of money. I could buy, uh, I could build a new computer for that amount of money. Yeah, like that. Oh my god, eight hundred eight hundred dollars plus tax. Yep. Oh, and then you got to put it together. Yeah, that's that. Anyway, so yeah, so but yeah, the uh, the sale barge was quite impressive. Um, like I said, if I had, if I had the space for it, I'd probably grab one and then just grab some like figures and just set up whatnot. But again, there's you get a trophy case. No, yeah, but you no kind of have space one. for it. Yeah, the the yeah. case I have would not fit this. Wow, it is like it's that big. Well, job is a big guy. Like you know that little entertainment cabinet i have in front of my television in the living room yes if i put it on there it would block the lower half of the television that's that's huge yeah wow yeah all right so so but if anyone's in the area and wants to check out this shop it's actually it's really cool they got a lot of cool stuff there um it's that 80s toy shop it's located at 645 delaware street in tonawana new york 14150 uh, their phone number there is 716-389-3007. They've got a really awesome selection of uh, collectible stuff, vintage stuff, and modern stuff. I um, believe they have, a twi- they have a website, that80stoyshop.com, and a uh, Twitter at, at that80stoyshop, the number uh, eight. And it looks like... Oh, the oh. letter O, or what do you think there? It's on the bottom. That's a zero. Zero. Yep, that okay. 80s toy shop. Yep. Okay, cool. So, but yeah, grab some stuff, and we're going to be sending a box to uh, to Mr. Dan Larson. Show. Oh, spoilers. His appreciation. <laughs> I didn't say what I'm putting in the box. Oh, okay. I mean, I, he's very generous with his time, but I also don't think he listens to the show. So. He's a busy um, guy. He is a busy guy. He's got a great, great channel. They're doing awesome things. Um, I think that pretty much does it for for my weeks. That's right. like the most noticeable stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Got my Avengers tickets. Yes, as did I. Yes. So we'll be going the Sunday afternoon. I'll be going the Saturday. Yep. And I will not talk to you until after your showing. No. I, got, um, I originally got Tuesday afternoon. And I was kind of excited because, yeah, it's Tuesday. It's a bit of a wait. Um, but we got the RPX Theater, best seats in the theater. I told Julie that. And she's like, yeah, I'll be traveling for work that day. Uh, so some expletives were texted. And then I was fortunate enough to be able to get back in and get Sunday afternoon. Plus, wait until Tuesday would kill you. Yes. Yes, it would. Spoilers would be all over the place. Yes. Um, so, yeah. That's 
was my week's dear listeners. If you'd like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions or comments to be read on the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can go to Twitter and follow us at devil's do pod. You can go to facebook.com slash devil's do pod and like our page. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. Drew, that being said, we do have some emails to catch up on. All right. Now, granted, these are emails from the past two weeks, so I don't know like the how these questions, how current they are and whatnot. So, first up from Mr. Cyrus Moore, frequent contributor of the show. Greetings, gentlemen. Hope you are well. I must confess that I have missed several of your episodes as I made the decision to binge audiobooks. Of the entire Song of Ice and Fire series as I wait for the final season of Game of Thrones that's coming soon. As I have now finished the books, I'm back to enjoying your fine program. Well, we appreciate that, Cyrus. To my question, I have often heard people talk about the differences between the Game of Thrones TV show and their source material. It's very common for this to happen in many adaptations, but experiencing it for myself, the differences are quite stark. <laughs> See what he did there. Um, my question for both of you is what are some of your favorite changes that have been made, uh, adapting movies or TV shows from mm. their source material, be it comics or novels. Um, also what are some of your least favorite? Oh boy. Um, I think one of my, to go recent, uh, one of my favorites was the change they made in Avengers <laughs> infinity war. To Thanos's motivation, okay. In, in the Infinity Gauntlet books, the comic books, his motivation was to win the heart of Death, yes. Lady Death, yes. And everything he did was to woo her. And the way they changed it in Infinity War, I felt was better. <laughs> um. Okay. Let me think. Well. Let's, let's let's do some bad ones. I like bad okay. stuff. I like bad ones. Bad stuff. Um, Man of Steel, basically, as a whole. Uh, I was never into Jack Napier being the Joker and also having killed Batman's parents. Yeah, that wasn't great. Though, great performance and everything. Related. related yes. Those films are coming. Fathom's doing those films. Oh, man. And I'm definitely I, going to see the first one. I would probably go see the first one in the theater. Maybe the second one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe the second one. First Not, one for sure. But they're, they're also doing Batman Forever and Batman. No. Which I don't get. No. <laughs> well, they probably know people will go for the, the schlock and the... I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I could do that at home with beer. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, definitely making the Joker the one who killed Bruce's parents. Not, not a fan. That that. was, you know, what that was. That was kind of the beginning of the. It's all connected problem. Yeah, and now that that's pervasive now. Yeah, uh, in in a lot of media. Um. Favorite changes, favorite changes. Good. Let me think of some good stuff. Um, there's probably some MCU ones that I'm like perfectly fine with, and I'm, I, yeah, I mean, I was never crazy about the organic web shooters in the Sam Raimi. They didn't bother Spider-Man me. Spider-Man movies, 
but I yeah, I would have preferred the mechanical. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> trying to think of some good changes. It's hard because like. Mm. You know what I used to be okay with that um, the film has recently had its 10-year anniversary and someone was talking about it on a podcast I listened to and they put it in a way that kind of changed my opinion on it was how they kind of changed the ending of Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eh. Here's why I don't like that change. If... if, They changed it. Well, hold on a second. Before we get too into it. Okay. I have thought. I actually mentioned to um, talk to you about this before the show. I think next week we should do a Watchmen episode. Oh, God. Um, Book the film because like the fi- we're at the, you know, the 10-year anniversary of the films recently. We're coming up on HBO series. I, 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 Let's do a Watchmen episode next week. I, I don't. I mean... I I don't want to dwell in Zack Snyder land anymore, man. I, th- I thought but, I, I thought I put that to bed last week. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about this man anymore. We're, it's not that's not gonna it's not the Watchmen the film episode. It's as a whole. He's part of the whole, unfortunately. He's any idiot fans that still think that he did a good job you missed the point, dude. So, but yeah. Anyway. Um, Good. I, I'm blanking. I'm totally. Bl- I'm sorry. I don't have anything good. <laughs> what? What about some of the questionable changes in the Super Mario Brothers movie? Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's let let's. That's a that's a fever dream right there. Oh my lord. So yeah, G- good changes are few and far between. I feel like some some we live with more than others. Yeah. Any, put it this way: anything in Iron Man, I'm generally okay with because his origin is so fluid as it is. Given yeah. it's, it's his original comic book origin is so tied to Vietnam, they like, just kind of update. You have the war. to, you kind of have to update that. So that's kind of what they handled they do that pretty with, gracefully with Iron Man and the Punisher <laughs> in the comics. They always just kind of <laughs> update the war. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they they've handled that pretty well. Um. Think about other Marvel flicks that they've been pretty faithful overall, and any changes they have made have been, you know, mostly I don't want to say for the better, but acceptable, um, not egregiously different. So, yeah, I, I don't know. All right, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I always, you know what? I mean. The original Jurassic Park film. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Did you read the book, though? The book. Way different. I, I would love to see a film adaptation of the book. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would, it'd be a much different movie. Yes. A lot more going on, and, and John Hammond is not a nice old man. No. He's kind of a jerk. Yes. <laughs> I think he gets eaten by dinosaurs. Uh, many, many people get eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, this is true. This is true. Um, okay, so Cyrus, thank you very much for your questions. Now on to, I've, I've got no quippy joke for them, Mr. J. Gelsomino, Mr. Alan Waiters, starring with Mr. Alan Waiters, Drew and Carl, being the 80th anniversary of Detective Comics 27, what is your favorite Batman story? Why has Batman been a fan favorite for such a long time? 
Did you get Detective 1000? No. I did. Okay. Good. Good. It was good. The good. Kevin Smith story? Yeah. Really good. Good. But really? Like, did, did I know Batman Alan. Pants? No, he didn't. Oh, good. No, he didn't. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It was, it was legitimately a really good story. Essentially, the story was like, and there, it basically just, it was a, a 96-page issue. Yeah, just to which I said in it. to which I said we couldn't get four more pages in there. Just make an even hundred. I... Um, yeah, there each there were just like a couple page stories from you know Batman contributors throughout history. Um, the Kevin Smith story, Jim Lee did the art, and it was really cool because it was about how Batman Bruce finally reacquires the gun that Joe chill used to murder his parents. And Alfred is questioning like, why, why do you want this thing back? But like, it just seems too much to display it in the cave. And Bruce is like, I'm not going to display it. And it's kind of like, he's narrating what he's doing while you're seeing like different scenes of, the purpose this thing ultimately serves and what he does is he melts the gun down and makes it as the protective plate that goes behind the bat symbol. That's cute. <laughs> what? It's, it's, it's fine. It's a little on the nose, but it's, it's, it's good. Let's get a good little spin there. It's a good story. All right. So yeah. Um, favorite Batman story. I mean, it's like almost anyone you could pick is going to be kind of cliche because Batman's so mythic. But uh, I'm a big fan. You know, year one is year one. It's it's yep. a classic. Um, and if I had to, top of my head, the one that kind of gives me the most feels, uh, probably the Grey Ghost episode of the animated series. Mm, yeah. And uh, yeah, those are my those would be my, my my top two. Yeah, those come to mind immediately. I don't know. Um, why. For me, Dark Knight Returns is number one. I've said numerous times that, like, if I had to give, if a person wanted to get into comics and I could only give them one story to read, it would be that. Um, some other ones of note. Year one's great. You know, Heart of Ice. Sure, sure, know. sure. Heart of Ice. Like, so many of the, the animated series stories. Um,. Death in the Family, I think, was done really well. Yeah, okay. When, when you get when you get away from the like the the shock factor, the, the shock the, factor the, the, and the the campaign and what? Yeah, right, right, right. Um, That's what I meant. It was done well. Um, Court of Owls. Yeah, Court, Court of Owls is great. It gave us, I think, it ranks, if not in top five, definitely in top ten. It was all downhill after that for Snyder, but yeah. Death of the Family was good. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Didn't didn't 100% stick the landing, but definitely after Death of the Family, it was rapidly down. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, as far as um, why the character has endured, I I think it ultimately comes down to the relatability. He's got a relatable origin. And I think the character has proven over time to be very flexible. You, yes, we, we've had we've had dark, and and that seems to be the winning uh, uh, 
embodiment of the character is the dark the dark uh grim avenger but we've also had the campy takes and yeah. we've had the detective take and mm-hmm. we've had the uh more superheroic take and you know it all kind of works yeah whatever you want to do with batman you kind of can and uh his core relatability kind of makes that happen yeah um the character has gone through so many variations yeah. from what his core concept that you know Bill Finger kind of put down um but it all still works when you when you juxtapose that to like Superman who yes has gone through some character changes over the years but not as drastic as No Batman's. no he's generally been the the the, yeah. the well he he was a little edgier and don't misinterpret that word. He 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 was a little more uh, feisty in his initial appearances in the first couple of years. Batman and, or Superman? Superman. Superman. And then uh, he and then since since then, the Boy Scout persona has yeah. been that's that's been Superman. Yeah. Zack Snyder aside. Yeah. Just can't escape um, this guy. <laughs> well, he's 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 had an impact for better or for worse. He's had an impact. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, Batman is my my second favorite character in comics behind Spider-Man. And I think that's the thing that kind of keeps those two near and dear to my heart is the relatability of both characters. Like, it's, you know, what... And I'm sure, you know, the Joker film that we're going to discuss the trailer news is really going to approach like how do you how do you react to that one bad day how do you re, how do you react to tragedy what do you allow it to do to you how do you allow it to affect you and you have uh bruce and peter made their choices and you know other characters made choices that went other ways and i think it's just the the character's resilience and just willingness to never stop despite what chris nolan might say um (laughs) yeah i think you know we've had we're we've had 80 years of batman and superman um a couple more years we'll have had 80 years of wonder woman so in our lifetime we're going to see these i mean we're going to see these characters hit a century old if we live that long yes yeah yeah you probably got better odds than i do um i don't know (laughs) Keep getting these damn colds. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, okay, Carl, would you invite Nate Lockhart on the show to discuss Shazam the movie? Would you also discuss the history of Shazam and the history of Captain Marvel, uh, both Danvers and Marvel? Um, I feel, given Nate's love for that character, given what Nate's show generally kind of does um it would be better suited for his show not that we wouldn't want nate back on the show right we love nate we're big fans yes but nate loves shazam okay and i like i because i i actually asked him i'm like you want to do you want to go see it and he promised his wife that you know they would go see it for a date night and i was like i really wanted to see with him um 
but yeah, I'm I'm definitely down for any time talking about uh, the big red cheese. <laughs> um, the, the, I love that character. I'm glad that the uh, the movie's doing well, as we'll discuss in the news. Uh, but yeah, I think um, history of Ca- history of the DC Captain Marvel, aka Shazam, probably Nate could probably do that much better than we could. He probably will. Oh yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, Drew. And given again, this is three weeks old at this point. Okay. Uh, Nintendo has once again outdone itself with last week's Nintendo Direct. Why do you think indie games are taking a shining to the Switch? And what is driving developers to choose Switch over Steam, Xbox, and PlayStation? The the, the form factor, man. It's just, I've said it before. It's pick up and play wherever you are. And it delivers that in spades. The immediacy of it is uh, not to be discounted. Uh, like you, you dock it, it's on your TV. You pick it up, yep. it's right there. You can you drop it into the home screen, and you can you can pause any game anywhere you are in the game, regardless, and pick it right back up. Push the home button again, and you're back where you left off. Yeah. It. I mean, it. It just. It, 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 this is going to sound really corny and like Apple esque, and I hate Apple. So this, but but the fact is, it just works. <laughs> Like yeah, it just it does what it's supposed to do as promised. So uh, I think it's also fair to mention uh, a lot of these developers are not choosing Switch exclusively. No, a lot of these games are also available on like Steam, PlayStation. They are, they are, but uh, but they're finding so a new they're finding a new life on Switch. Though. Yeah, oh, um, definitely. And they and, and some of these games are getting ported over from Steam, and they're they're taking on a whole new life on the Switch because people maybe didn't find them on Steam. But they find them on Switch. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I, I talked about this on the last episode. Yes. <coughs> Alan, thank you very much for your questions. Now on to Mr. J. Gelsomino. Uh Drew and Carl, given the dumpster that is emanating heat continues to burn brightly at Warner Brothers, what actual path would you take to fixing this whole duffel bag of parvo-ridden puppies called the DC Cinematic Universe? I think I addressed this last week, too. I, they, they, they clearly have botched the job on, on the universe aspect. Yeah. So, you know what? Don't be Marvel. Yeah. Just, just do your thing and make each movie you want however you want to make it. Yep. And if they happen to coincide, cool. If not, that's yeah. fine too. Don't put them in the same universe, but don't feel the need to always connect them. I don't even know if you have to put them in the same universe anymore. Like, if if you have a unique take and you want to make a movie, I think just do it. Yeah. And Marvel's got the whole universe thing down. Yeah. They they got that on lockdown. Don't worry about them. Just just do your thing. And it seems like that's the direction they're going. Yeah, with um, with some limit with with some limited connectivity, but yeah, as we'll talk about with the Joker trailer, not necessarily connect all connected. Yeah, so we'll see. And we we've always said in the past we want the DC films to be good, and whatever they can do to get them recently, there. Recently, they've been trending upwards. Yes, yes, they have. Um, I think like like you said, don't worry about it being connected universe. I think if you wanted to take another crack at the connected universe, you need a point of view character. And I think 
a really good character for that role to be the audience point of view into this universe and kind of bring all these other characters together is Martian Manhunter. Mm. That's weird. That's an, that's an interesting point of view character given that he's, you know, an alien. Yeah, exactly. Um, his point of view is going to be unique in that he's working from a different perspective. You have the whole, you have a refugee story in there and you have like kind of finding his place in the world and as he moves through different stories, like you introduce these other characters, you don't have to worry about doing origin stories. Um, and he can be the, the one that kind of brings everything together. Okay. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to go that route. Drew, mm. what is one concert you wish you attended in the past? This can be either due to your not being born at the time or just something that prevented you from going. Um, before I was born, it's uh, uh, very few. I could. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But but in my lifetime, there have been ones that have gotten away. Um, the, the biggest ones that I can name off the top of my head would be uh, Metallica 94 uh, at Darien Lake. My mom wouldn't let me go. Mm. But that was a big show. And uh, I, I, I wasn't allowed to go. I was very sad. So that's one. And then um, the other one being uh, Woodstock 94. I wish I could have been there for that. Because, again, Metallica played and uh, the Nine Inch Nails performance is stuff of legend. So, um, Were you at the Metallica Guns N' Roses show? And no. At the stadium? I was not. I was not. That one I could take. I, I don't want to say take or leave. But I, I, I'm less, I would be less interested in that one yeah. than the Darien Lake show. I think mine would be Queen and Wembley Stadium. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, top, I, I, there's so many shows I've, I've watched or listened to by so many bands. I, I, I go on YouTube all, all, all the time now and just look up like, yeah, whatever band I can think of live. And sometimes I'll put a year in, you know, like an era. Yep. And sure, it would have been great to to have been at any of any one of those. But the top of my head, those are the ones that. Um, those are the ones that got away from me that I wish I could have saw. And I wish I could have seen Typo Negative uh, live in any capacity uh, while Peter Steele was still alive. So, alas, sure. I got into them after he had already passed away. So, mm. bummer. Okay, so uh, Jay's question for me, I'm just going to kind of zip right through because we're going kind of long here. That's folks. okay. We're back. Uh, <laughs> Carl, are you comfortable working home GIs since I visited your classroom? This is basically a work question. Uh, yes. I will simply say, Jay, yes, yes, I am. Okay. Um, fun times. Jay, thank you very much for your questions. We appreciate them. Now on to the news. Uh, we got some news to talk about. Let's uh, go. As we mentioned, uh, Shazam, the film is out and apparently doing quite well. It, yeah. Weird. Um, reviews are glowing. And the sequel has already been greenlit, apparently. Yep. It's making money, which, say what you will about the DC films, they've never had a problem making money. Um, Except Justice League. Justice League still made money, just not a lot of it. It made the least amount of money out of all of us. That's so insane. Yeah. Anyway. Um, So, yeah, I'm really glad to see this. This is... A character I love, and I'm really excited to go see the movie at some point. Um, 
would you, given the opportunity, because, you know, that dad life can be very consuming. Oh, it sure can. Given the opportunity, would you go see the film in theaters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard it's good by a lot of people. All right. Cool. Um, we got, now this is going to be kind of difficult to talk about because both you and I have not seen the entirety of the first one. Okay. But we got a trailer for Cobra Kai season two. Yes. This past yes, week. we did. Even not having seen the first season completely, like they've put the first couple episodes up for free and yeah. watch those. Even not having seen the entirety of the first season, I watched this trailer. I'm like, oh, that looks good. It it shouldn't be this good. It has no right to be that but, good. But it is. Yeah. That, oh, my God. That looks so awesome. Crease is back. Crease is back. Oh, my. If Terry Silver shows up, I might lose my mind. Was he the guy from three? Yes. No, is, three, is three good? No. But is no. that guy a ham, a, a, a totally hammed up actor we, yes we don't need not steven seagal on this role oh i think we do <laughs> bring him back uh yeah oh my god it it looks so cool it looks so good who who knew that we 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 needed a, a, a karate kid universe yeah. in our lives but here we are and and it like i think we're just going to have to one day get together and just knock them both out of the park seasons yeah, um, I think actually uh, starting on Mondays, um, we're going to start watching them. Uh, our friend Steve has uh, he actually has a YouTube Red subscription. Oh, he okay. held on he held out on this information for from us from for months. It came up yes last night. He's like, oh, by the way, I have a subscription. We should just like watch it. I'm like, why did you just watch? It? Where was this information last year when the show came out? Steve Bajak. Yeah, Steve. So yeah, I'm excited. Oh, dude, yeah. bring it well, on. Let me know when that's happening. Yes. I would, I would very much like to partake. Okay, so Kevin Feige's been doing some talking, as he wants to do, especially seeing as uh, there's a very big film on the horizon. Uh, yeah, which you, that's an understatement. Gonna, could, like, this could be the one that breaks a billion domestically. Uh, yeah, prob- probably will. Um. I don't want to say probably will, because that's, that's a lofty goal. Let's see what they got. Um, he has been talking recently, and he has said that the X-Men, as of now, do not factor into Marvel's post-Endgame plans. Not the and immediate plans. What he's, yeah, not the immediate plans. And from what he said... I think they have the next five years planned out. I mean, I'm I'm okay sure with this. If that, this look. if this is what's going to be, I'm okay with this because I've said for a long time, if and when they get them back and they've gotten them back, put put them on the shelf for a while. That's fine. No, let, you're you're right. Let the stink blow off. <laughs> you're you're totally right. But but number one, as I've as I learn with each passing year. Five years isn't that long. No, it isn't. Um, number two, we've also seen Marvel's plans change. Sometimes rather drastically, rather quickly. Yes. So we don't necessarily know that that's going to be the case. For all we know, they might someone, someone might come up with an angle and says, you know what, in this next movie that is not the X-Men, mind you, I want to introduce 
this character. And it yeah. happens to be an X-Man of some kind. Yeah. Next thing you know, people are, people get fired up and it, it, it turns the page. And now, now, now we have to do the X-Men. Yep. We'll see. I mean, it, I have to imagine Kevin Feige is thinking like you, though. We're going to let this brand kind of breathe a little bit. Yes. Uh, so everyone can kind of forget. Well, Not necessarily. Off. Not necessarily that the. Uh, I, I like the. You, you mentioned the stink, and yes, we, we joke about that. But I think the movies have made enough money with enough people to where, like, clearly they don't mind the stink necessarily, which is sad. The studios don't. I mean, clearly, some of the actors kind of want to be like over and done. With. Yes, yes, yes. I, but like, the, I think in the in the public consciousness, though, like we want to. Kevin Feige probably wants to distance himself from. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Patrick Stewart is Professor X. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that kind of. Meant you know that that kind of iconic status or whatever that those characters have in people's minds. Give it, give it, give it some time, and then we're gonna bring him back and refresh him. Yeah, I mean, you know, as as much as it does not look great, I still would not be opposed to going see Dark Phoenix, only because to see the end of what began everything we're in now. Not yeah, like kind of. Not so much the proper beginning to the MCU, but... The the pebble that began the avalanche that made I mean, the MCU possible. Blade, though. Blade. Blade got X-Men every, made. Everybody says Blade, but Blade was for Blazer. Yes. Blade, Blade got Blade X-Men was made. First. If Blade, Blade was doesn't, great. If Blade doesn't hit, yep. they don't spend the money on X-Men. Blade got X-Men made. Everything you're saying is right. I'm not disagreeing with anything. I'm not besmirching Blade at all. And then X-Men, in a way, begat Spider-Man. X Men, when when X Men made when, money, when Blade's first weekend box office came in, yes, nobody went crazy trying to option any comic book property they could. No, X Men's first weekend box office came in. That's when everything really started. Sure, 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 sure. sure. Like but, that's when like all the stuff got put into. You know, okay, now we're actually going to... Yes, X-Men begat Spider-Man, and Spider-Man showed that there's, like, legitimate big bank to make in these films. And then that leads to, you know... Batman Ghost Rider. <laughs> well, there, there's still some misfires in there, um, but that leads to a lot of stuff. So I kind of want to see how that... the The final chapter... As much as I don't expect it to be good, I still want to finish uh, the book. You can let me know how it goes. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, Okay, so last news story of the week. Yes. We got our first trailer for the Joker movie. Now, Drew, I'll be freely willing to admit eating crow on this. I never thought this movie was actually going to happen. Yeah, it, it kind of stuck granted, up on us. It's still not in theaters yet. No. And Warner Brothers being Warner Brothers, stuff can stuff can happen. But this trailer was an 
unexpected surprise. It's a good way to put it. Um, I'm not. Head, I'm not going head over heels like some people seem to be about it. Um, but it's interesting. Yes. In a in in a I was going to say in a good way. It's it's interesting. If if what this I, was all I saw of it, I would buy a ticket to go watch it. Sure, 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 sure. No, it's got my attention. Um, what I what I what I fear is what I always fear about the Joker. Yeah. When you give him a definitive origin, you take away his mystery and yes. you take away his power. Limit him. Right. Uh, and this seems to be not only giving him a definitive origin, but also making him somewhat sympathetic. Like, he's he's kind of this picked on, put upon guy that eventually, in the movie, snaps. Now, yeah. granted, you or, I is not, you or I would not go on a murderous rampage. That's just not our MO. But when the audience sees what this guy goes through, they understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, there, there's a degree of sympathy being introduced to the character. And I think that's, that's, that's walking a fine line. And I think the trick of the film would be to make the character so that you feel sympathetic for him, but then a line is crossed. Yeah. Cross a line. And then that sympathy is removed. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He becomes what he is. My, my concerns lie in that it's very difficult. I don't, I can't say, I don't want to say, I don't think the Joker doesn't work without, Batman because of what the two represent to each other. Sure. So it's not that I want to see Batman per se in the film, but I don't want him to be in a world that it does not have Batman yet. I think that's what you're getting, dude. Like I want, I almost just want Batman to be like, throw away lines here in their urban legend like you're considering that thomas wayne is a figure in this film you're you're pipe dreaming yeah so about that so yeah you, this is kind of what we talked about this might be i mean if this is the way they have to do their movies to kind of get things interesting and, and tell new stories yeah i'm willing to watch i feel you in, in that you know where, where there's the joker there's got to be batman but at the same time you know what Tell, tell me your story. Yeah. Uh, you're, clearly your last attempt at the Joker did not work out. No. So show me what you got here. And let's see. What, it, it, like, I mean, you know what this actually does for me? It makes me want to see a late 70s, early 80s Batman movie. Yes. I want to see Batman kick in the dork at Studio 54 yes. and just like beat up some disco dancers. <laughs> I want to see Batman in the gray and the blue. Yes. Blue. Yes. Um, yellow oval around yes. the bat. Give me that seventies yes. Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill. Yes, um, you are you are speaking my language, Batman. Uh, yeah. I'll, I, I I rather like uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, as the Joker. I'll tell you he, that much. Like the aesthetic is cool. Yeah, he's he wor- looks, he works. He looks he pretty works. unnerving. Um, and he's he's he looks sickly in this movie. Yeah, dude. Like at first I thought it was CGI, but then I remembered he goes like he's going the bail he'll, method. He'll bail the bail of the machinist. Yeah, yeah, he looks um, creepy. 
so yeah, I'm so far what I've seen of it. It it has my attention and my interest. Okay. Um. Hopefully now they just won't screw it up. Robert De Niro's in the freaking movie. Yeah. So strange. What a time to be alive. So strange. All right. Um. All right. That just about does it for the news. Unless there's anything you can think of, sir. No, I'm good. Drew, it is time to rustle the papers. It's been a while. And it has been a while. Drew, we only got two more paper rustles after this one. Okay. Then we're then then the uh it's the the end of the end of a very big chapter for this show. Uh yeah. And we, we move on to, to different things. Not quite sure what yet, <laughs> but different things. But we're still going to have fun doing it. All right. Daredevil, episode 11. This episode is titled Reunion. Now, there's a couple of things, a couple big things I want to talk about in this episode. Okay. Uh, the, the first one is the question of killing. Yes. Because... We see that in this episode, Matt is still set on his path of killing Fisk. Yeah, and that's really the crux of the episode, really. Because, I, dude, my whole my big note was just like, so wait, you're you're gonna what did you did you learn nothing from season two? <laughs> well, I mean it. In season one and season two, Matt has faith in the system. Yes. And the system works in season one and season two. Matt has had a building dropped on him. Yeah. And he has seen that the system can be corrupted. Yes. Yes. And I think that he feels that there is no other way to to end this than to kill him and he's made peace with the fact that you know this is the path that his life has been set on and this is the only way out of it even though i feel deep down he doesn't want to but he also feels like he has no other option yeah that's fair um Still, I mean, for a guy that was so, so uh, uh, regimented and steadfast in his belief, yeah, that that he's come that, I, that, that he's come this far is is it's sad. Like yeah. it's 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 like it's sad. I think one real missed opportunity of this season, and I don't quite understand how you would do it and make it work, is. Uh, Frank Castle appearance. Yeah, yeah. Where because was Frank when all this was going down? <laughs> he was he was in group. He was sure yeah his feelings in group. I still haven't watched that, by the way. Season two. Yeah, I haven't. I don't feel the need. You're you're fine. Okay, cool. All right. Um, no, I would mm, watch it. I form your own. Opinion. I don't have time. Um, <laughs> I have no time for that. But yeah, because we see, like you said, in season two. There's that scene on the rooftop. It's almost Shakespearean. Yeah, totally. 
the the fight that's taking place without a single punch being thrown is incredible. That's you can thank Garth Ennis for that, man. Just this <laughs> battle of philosophies, and you know, a lot to, to quote quote the dude. New stuff has come to light, man. <laughs> um, so the question of killing is really addressed in this episode, and well. Yeah. Meanwhile, Fisk is just killing people left and right. Well, he's Fisk. You know, yeah. don't lend him your coat. No, no, no. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel that this episode also another thing I want to talk about. This episode shows that Fisk still has some humanity left to him, especially when it comes to the meeting about the painting. Okay. Yeah. Go on. So. He just he wants his painting back. Yes, the the rabbit in the the snow. No, if I'm not mistaken, like it's in the possession of a Holocaust survivor. Yeah, uh, yes, dude, let him have it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was let it go. Acquired. <laughs> it, it was acquired by the Nazis. Yeah, acquired being a, a very tame word. Yes, um, and the. The woman who's telling the tale, I think they could have cast her a little bit older. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's telling this tale, and we see how much damage has been done, how much damage she's endured because of those events. And Fisk, who is not accustomed to not getting what he wants, relents. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was the the woman comparing him to a Nazi. Because um, she says, like, I know who you are and I know what you're capable of. You're you're another wolf. And it was the wolves at the door who took the painting the first time. And so I think that gave him, like, a real momentary gut check. And, again, just to show the the genius of D'Onofrio's performance. Well, that and the script, obviously. I yeah, mean. the script. And also there's the scene where, you know, Fisk is doing the press conference. Yeah. And it's like he's, it's, he, he shows how scary Trump would really I, be I, if I have, he had a brain. I have that in my notes. It's a very Trump-esque speech he drops. It's a very Trump-esque speech, but unlike unlike when... when Except Fisk is competent. <laughs> yes, unlike when the orange buffoon opens his mouth, like Fisk is compelling and confident and, you know... And capable. And he quiets and wins a hostile crowd. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, this was – obviously, we got two episodes left. I'm looking at my notes. Like, a, lo- a lot of other stuff that kind of went on this episode just seemed to be kind of like – I don't want to say fluff, but – Moving the plot along. Moving the plot um, along. But I think, like, they're – It's how they're going to get – it's how they're going to bust Fisk for real. And uh, Nadim is involved, and my thoughts on that character are kind of well well told. I'm just like, this guy's such a twerp. He's just such a – he's such a – Dude, you're being had the whole he got season. Played. He got it's fine. He got played, but he's the race in the hole. Yes, so we'll and see how that. And Matt, 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 Matt comes to the rescue and takes his mask off. Yeah, yeah, he's um, p- putting trust. Yeah, trust, and I. You know what? Part of me just thinks he doesn't 
terror. Well, there, well, yeah, no, I that's that's definite. Um, Matt is intent. Uh, he Matt is done with the law. His conversation with Foggy basically yeah. says, "Like I'm done with the law." Foggy still believes. Foggy's yeah. Foggy's staying true to the system. Again, Foggy being like the moral center of the whole Daredevil yeah. universe. Foggy's kind of like the hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's funny that. I think this season, Matt is finally the person that Stick always wanted him to be. Yeah, but kind of Foggy kind of kept him grounded in Matt Murdock, kept him centered. Sure, and it wasn't until like those distractions that came in that kind of pulled him away from that Electra to a point, Karen. Um, you know, the, the hand, the war with the hand, um, everything that happened, like once we see when foggy is reintroduced and we see, you know, Nelson and Murdoch kind of be reformed that partnership, we see Matt kind of going back and relenting on something he's clearly made up his mind to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a great episode. We got two episodes left. Two to go. Two to go. Anything else you got on this episode? No, no. You, you, we were, we were on the same page for a lot of this. Yeah. It's a really, really quality. I will miss it. Yeah. (laughs) I do miss it. Yeah. All right, folks, that's going to do it. For us here on Devil's Do, we appreciate you joining us as always. And as always, if you would like to send us any questions or comments to be right on the show, reach out to us on social media. You can do so at the following locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can uh, like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Drew, that being said, any last words? Uh, get your vitamin C, kids. And uh, even though it's out of season, come the fall, get your flu shot. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, good to get back in yeah. the rhythm of things, the saddle and whatnot. Yep, and we will we'll hopefully illness barring. Uh, <laughs> see you all again next week. Till then, court is adjourned.